If you sold food in your Walmart uh, and you also sold a vacuum cleaner, I could go in and buy my food and I could buy a vacuum cleaner. Meanwhile, the guy next door who only sells small appliances, including vacuum cleaners, he couldn't open and those people were so pissed. Anyway, it turns out that Canadians spent more at big box stores and less at small businesses during this pandemic, which is no surprise. And uh, what the Canadian Federation for Independent Business is saying is it's time to change that. Well, we have Laura Jones with us. She is Executive Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Why don't you explain what you mean? Of course, it's time to change that. That seems obvious, but you have something in mind. We do have something in mind. So, you know, during the pandemic, we were obviously encouraging consumers to support uh, small businesses as, you know, as, as often as they could. But we know that was really, really uh, tough to do. So we had a small business everyday campaign going throughout the pandemic, but we're really giving it an extra shot in the arm uh, now. And I'm super excited to talk about a contest we have where actually consumers are winners as well as the businesses they nominate. This was really popular uh, last year. We're bringing it back. We've got some great partners who are helping inject some additional prize money um, into it. So as a consumer, all you have to do is nominate your favorite business, um, smallbusinesseveryday.ca. And um, if your favorite business wins, uh, you get $2,000 to spend hopefully locally um, with gift cards from our, our great partners at Scotiabank, eBay, MasterCard, and, and Dairy Queen have partnered with us on this. And then if the business wins, they get $10,000 um, plus uh, a whole bunch of nice uh, gift cards. And it really is such a great contest because every business that's nominated gets the thank you from their customer. And last year, um, we just had so many businesses who were who said, you know, this means so much to me. I can't even tell you. So everyone's a winner. Um, and then we've got some additional microband 24 has um, given us some additional prize money for um, businesses who get nominated lots and lots of um, prizes for um, $2,400 each for uh, businesses to help safely reopen. So we're really excited about that partnership. It's well, almost $300,000 in prizes that will be given away. I've got to tell you, Laura, that's that's really good news. And if it were up to me, I would nominate every single one of your members because you want to talk about patient people. And I don't know how many, I don't think any week went by where a spokesman, you know, be it David or, or uh, talking to Swifty, who used to be your president, uh, or having you on, uh, anybody who spoke for CFIB was just beside themselves over the fact that members really were hamstrung to be able to do anything. And I know that now it's 73% are fully open compared to 58% two weeks ago. You see how fast those keys can go into the locks. 50% are now fully staffed compared to 42% two weeks ago. And 38% are making normal sales compared to 34% two weeks ago. So that growth is there. And uh, I'm hoping, hoping that when all is said and done and you do the tallies, that the carnage is not as large as we were told that it might be, say, six months ago. 
Yeah, I mean, the, our small business dashboard where we track our, you know, how many, what percentage are open, what percent are back to full staff, what percent are back to normal revenue has certainly seen the biggest jump that we've had in the past uh, two weeks or so in the right direction. So we're really happy about that. Um, but we just want to be careful to make sure that consumers know it's been over a year, as you said, where there's been a, a big boost for bigger businesses, 60% on our survey say that they've actually um, been shopping more at big box stores, but that 60% has come from small businesses. So 60% are saying that they've done less shopping at small business. And what that's done um, is left uh, you know, a big, pretty big burden of debt, of debt. So what we're hearing from our members is yes, there's this huge relief that finally they're able to reopen in parts of the country like Ontario. It's been really shut down, as you know. Um, so there's that relief in being able to reopen um, and that the storm, the COVID storm is passing now, finally feeling like it's a little bit more um, getting to be in the rearview mirror. But the cleanup after the storm is just a big daunting task for businesses. They've got a lot of debt they're carrying. Um, they've got to reopen. They've got to change all their protocols and continue to change as the reopening, um, you know, um, uh, protocols change and, and things like mask bylaws start to change and all of those things. So there's still a lot of work to do and any love we can show our, our small business community is just so appreciated by everyone. And again, small business every day um, is a great way to do it. Um, share your favorites on, on social, enter this contest. And, um, and the great thing for businesses, they don't have to do anything. So they just win. It's just a nice surprise. Just sell, them. sell, so not sell. Not adding any administrative burden, right? Sell, sell, sell. Look, uh, you know, sell, it, sell, sell. It, it's pointless to kind of revisit the complaints of the past. What did happen is the big box stores were open and the small retailers weren't and they the small retailers got the short end of the stick but that's over and done with and now we we've got uh limited opening and it's going to become less limited in a very short period of time this is all good for us and it's going to become much more uh, open probably two three four weeks at, at the most from now i would think with the numbers at 210 cases in the entire province for today it looks like it's just dropping like a stone so i mean we can all celebrate that I, there was a secret that nobody ever mentioned that and i can reveal it what you did is you went to the big box store and you uh, you fooled around and, and asked for a demonstration of the appliance that you wanted or whatever it was you were looking for and then you called the uh the small retailer on the phone and you said i'm going to pick up this appliance at the curb what's the best price you can give me that would have worked but people, you know, people got used to big box stores because it was convenient or they got used to ordering from Amazon. But uh, I don't want to wax on. This is your segment. I want to ask you about something else. Um, earlier in the day, I had uh, our, our personal financial consultant on, and we were talking about the fact that banks are saying that there are a couple of hundred billion dollars sitting there because people really didn't have the opportunity to spend on the things they ordinarily would. And I used an example, we have to buy a sofa and a coffee table, things like that for a, a new room. So we're going to go do it. And that's what whoever gets our business will be one of the beneficiaries. And I can tell you right now, without hesitation, it'll be a small retailer. Uh, I think there's a lot of money to be spent. So I think your contest is well-timed, but I also think you're going to be the beneficiary of uh, a fair amount of pent-up buying um, necessity. We certainly hope that's true because business, uh, small business is, um, you know, 
about 70% of them took on debt to get through the, pan the pandemic. And the average debt that they took on was $170,000. And that's higher in some sectors, like, um, you know, if you look at arts and recreation, and so your gyms, your restaurants, your hotels, they were all really, really hard hit um, by this and have higher debt loads um, than that. So there's a, a, a real worry among those business owners um, that they won't be able to catch up. And I just want to say something about the, the comment you made before about the big box um, stores. Sure. Um, that was true in Ontario. And I, I think a lot of Ontarians don't necessarily, um, you know, um, pay that much attention to what's going on in other parts of the country. But just to say that was a choice that a lot of other provinces made differently and did a better job of. So in British Columbia, um, you could you didn't you weren't limited to just the big box stores. And it was kind of the same pandemic. So um, the Ontario, Ontario did a particularly bad job when it comes to um, supporting small business. And I say that because there's still an opportunity to improve and move up some of the timelines. Um, as you, you indicated, the numbers are, are looking good. There's no reason in the world not to move up some of those timelines for indoor dining, gyms, um, and other things in Ontario that are still uh, very shut down. Take that, Doug. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, well, the number one comment, listen, the number, the number one thing I hear from businesses in British Columbia is how on earth our businesses in my sector coping in Ontario. My hairdresser, who's been open for, apart from the very beginning of the pandemic, been open the whole time, and he just shakes his head. He said, I don't know how they're coping, not just from a financial perspective, but from a mental health perspective um, with, with the way it was, it was managed in Ontario. Same for restaurants, same for um, retail. Uh, here, a small retail that was kept open um, along with the big, uh, limited capacity and in a safe way. Um, but yeah, no, anything that can be happened, we're not done with Ontario with pushing them to open uh, earlier and, and faster because it's, you know, every day makes a difference to a small business. Owner. Well, we're, I think we're all pushing pretty hard and I think that the numbers bode well for us. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed with how Ontario ham-fistedly managed this and it did. Uh, I, I just I think we could have done better, and there were plenty of places in the world that did. We were the most locked down province for the longest time, or place for the longest time in the on the entire globe. So you know, again, I, I say that, but I say it with my eyes looking backward as opposed to looking forward. And I'm happy that we're through all of this stuff and uh, and getting things wide open. I wish you and uh, members of the CFIB and business generally an awful lot of good luck in the uh, reconstruction and uh, reworking of what we all depend on here in Ontario, which is our really fine retail community. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. All right, that's Laura Jones. She is Executive Vice President, Canadian Federation of Independent Business.